This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Hello, everybody. My name is Rachel Turner, and this is Bedtime Drinks with Rachel. Now, it may look weird. This is not my house. Uh, this is a hotel because I am uh, in. Oops, I don't remember that was my team. Uh, I am in Newport uh, filming for the uh, Care for the Family Playtime Conference, which is a toddler group conference, and it was very exciting. But that means I'm here in a hotel, and I forgot my light, so I am up against the wall trying to bounce my side light. <laughs> So it's okay if I fade into the dark. That's what's happening. So how are you all? I missed you last month. I really, really missed you. Uh, I can't believe that um, we spent a whole month apart, which means it's been two months since I've seen you. And that is a long time. So uh, how has it been? And it's back. I mean, things are back. Uh, I'd be really interested to hear what does getting back to the routine look like for you? Are you taking your kids back to childcare, uh, to to childminders, to nurseries? And how's that going? We're like a, a, month, a weekend. Uh, I'd love to hear how's it going for you. And uh, if there's if any questions uh, or concerns or scenarios you'd love to talk about today, we have a loads of wise people who are uh, joining us now. And so share what you found really successful, uh, questions that you may have. Uh, I'd love to try to wade in and give you some answers uh, that I I'm not sure they're the right answers. They're my answers. Uh, uh, But also we can look at your scenarios together because getting back to a routine is uh, really interesting and and can be a struggle. And uh, so I just wanted to talk a a little bit about what that could be. As usual, I'll talk for a very tiny amount and then uh, I'll pray for you and then we'll answer any questions. But uh, I hope you have a drink. I hope you are relaxed. I hope that you have less than half of your children touching you right now, uh, if that would be a win. And uh, yeah, so let's begin, I guess. Uh, I I was thinking about this because we named it, you know, we're like, oh, that'll be a good name, getting back to school or back to the routine. And I was thinking about, and I was praying about it today, and I was thinking that maybe, maybe, you may disagree with me, that maybe the concept of getting back into the routine is an unhelpful concept for us and our kids because getting back into the routine was like six months ago. (laughs) Like, dude, for your two-year-old, that's like a fourth of their lifetime. (laughs) For me, a fourth of my lifetime is like 10 years ago. (laughs) And so sometimes we expect that getting back into the routine will just fall back into place. And I think it's a really useful time to pause and think for us, it's back into the routine. It's only been six months. For some of our kids, this is just change. And it's a big change. And so uh, I think that one of the things that is really helpful to remember is that in being gracious with our kids and trying to establish a routine and trying to get their bodies to where they're supposed to be with vaguely the right amount of stuff uh, can feel so stressful. But to remind ourselves that this actually is a big change for them. It's not like they're just slotting back into something that they remember and fits them like a glove. Uh, And if we then consider that this is a big change, 
then actually, no, even though we're in this weird COVID situation and it's, you know, unprecedented and stuff, you actually, as parents, are really good at helping your kids negotiate change. You know your children really well. You know how they handle change. And this is just a big change for them. And so I'd suggest that you, you pause for a second and think, how does each of my kids handle change? and approach it that way, rather than just trying to get back into the way it was, because they're different than they were six months ago, and you're different than you were six months ago, and the scenario is different. And so take all of the strengths you have to handle change and begin to apply those things. If your kids are visual timetable kids, fab, then implement that. If they're, let's all sing a song before we go, fine, do that. Uh, but use your change thing, I think, is a really helpful shift uh, in this. Uh, the second thing that I think is really useful in, in coping with this change, this reestablishing, this reemerging from our things, is to give them biblical stories and biblical concepts to hang into. It can be really hard when you're one and a half to figure out how you feel about something and uh, what that means. But an under five is really into stories and being surrounded by stories. And so you can give them biblical stories that really help them understand their emotions about change. For instance, Jonah. Jonah is a story that is in most children's Bibles. And actually that's Jonah not wanting one to go like, you know, help people and biblically, there's some other stuff in there, but it's a massive change for him to, from prophesying to these people to prophesying to those people. It's a whole different concept and a whole different ball game. And he has lots of different emotions about it and it's huge. And he runs away. And to be able to say to your kids, Sometimes we see some big change. We want to run away because it's scary. Do you ever feel scary when there's something new? And we can highlight their emotions in how people in the Bible coped with it. But then you can also see how God coped with it. And God was gentle and God protected Jonah. And God sat with Jonah and talked with him about it. And, and let's ask God to sit with us right now. And so you can help your child. You can build a foundation of understanding of change through scripture and through helping them understand and see how other people do it and how God responds to that. So you have Jonah, you have, you know, Paul. When Paul didn't know where to go, he wandered from place to place to place. And God kept saying, nope, not there. Nope, not there. Nope, not here. Oh, and then he sent him a dream. And sometimes we'll show up at the wrong time at nursery. And sometimes it will be a bit confusing and that's okay. We can say, oh, not here. God, where next? And we can open our minds to what God is going to talk to us about. And we can get used to shrugging our shoulders and laughing about it or something. Uh, you have Joseph who was confused. You know, something would happen. He'd be in a new place and he was confused, but he gave it his all. And that's how Joseph jumped in. Or Abraham and Sarah. You can even go into Abraham. Do you remember that story of Abraham and Sarah when he went to a new place and he got scared that the the Pharaoh was going to like take his wife and kill him? So he uh, he lied and he pretended that he wasn't the husband. And sometimes we get worry and sometimes we lie and sometimes we we make bad choices because we get scared and, um, and worried about things. Do you ever feel worried about something? And look how faithful God was in that. And so grab those biblical stories that you know. Grab those 
those stories that your kids know already. There's so many stories that you have told them already in scripture that you can go, hey, you know that story you know really well. Did you ever notice that that was a big change for him? So grab the stories they know and, and show them how change happens and tell your stories of change within it. You've gone through lots of change. And sometimes our kids look at us and they see us who are like, I can navigate change amazingly. And actually to be gracious to them in their struggles and to say, you know, I struggle too. And when I get scared, you know, I, I always play with this putty when I'm in a meeting and I get nervous. Or, you know, or it's okay to feel that. I take free deep breaths and I ask God to come kiss my forehead or whatever you do to give them a window into how you and God handle change so that they can see and learn even at one years old that it's okay it's okay to feel sad I feel sad too you could do it you and God you know we'll do it and I'll pick you and God up later and and to give them a framework for what they're looking at uh, whether they're one give them a biblical example give them examples in your own heart so they can learn that change is something that happens and it's okay to feel all those emotions because people in the bible felt all those emotions I feel all those emotions and God is in all of it and so give them those things to grab onto in the stories around them uh, the third thing that I think is really helpful with toddlers uh, and under fives in general is uh, foundational phrases. You use these all the time in general. Uh, you know, don't touch the hob, it's hot. You know, stuff that you see all the time. Look both ways before you cross the road. The stuff that you just comes out of your mouth all the time and you say it over and over again. That's actually a really powerful tool in the lives of under fives because when you give them a phrase that you say over and over again, one, in change, it gives them something that's the same. So it becomes a sort of ritualistic touchstone for them. And so think about what does your specific, specific kid need when they handle change, when they go transition into that new um, room. Uh, you know, if they're going back to nursery, there may be, they always get weepy before they go in the door. So what do they need to know? What do they need to think about when they hand in there? So I've gathered some phrases of what some, some people that I've worked with and I've used before. Um, some of them were great. What <laughs> Someone made this whole like rhyming one. Uh, and so this kid was like everything, whenever she encountered something new, this child would freak out. So the mom came up with this phrase, that's new. What do I do? <laughs> Which I love. This kid would show up to church and, and would walk in and like, I'd have the carpets in a different order. And this kid would go, whoa, that's new. What do I do? And then she'd go, deep breath. She'd go, look, she'd use her hands, look, choose and uh, and so the kid would do that all the time that's new what do i do deep breath <sighs> look choose uh, and it was amazing to watch this little kid pick it up and then just use it all the time whenever something new would come out new biscuits would come out this little kid would be like that's new what do i do <sighs> biscuit <laughs> it was amazing uh, and that parent just picked that was what she needed. That's she needed a process for handling the surprise emotion. Uh, and it was fantastic. And actually, a lot of other kids started doing it, too. It was like this little chant that they did. Um, another kid, uh, another family I know taught them, uh, whoa, 
I don't know, because the kid always felt pressured to like respond and freak out. And so just said the kid, if you ever find something and you don't know what to do, just say, whoa, I don't know. Uh, and then, uh, and then you could think, and they also said that the kid is okay to say, um, until you know what you want. Uh, and all of those phrases just gave them something to navigate themselves, to give them something. And you can even bring in some God encounter into this. So uh, I knew one family that um, whenever they went into a new place, a place that they've never been before or a situation they've never been before, they would say, link arms with God, let's go. And so they would teach their toddler that, that you don't have to do something big. Nobody needs to know what you're doing. You can just, if you're not sure, just reach your arm out and sort of, pretend that you're linking arms with God because it reminds you that God's close to you and then you can go. Uh, or uh, my kid was just taught, oh, help me, God. <laughs> which was amazing because he said it in a sarcastic tone, which you were always like, is that sarcastic or not? But it was just how he said it, oh, help me, God. It was his sort of like call. Um, or uh, one family did, it was like an encounter thing, which was so great to watch. They said, um, before they went into... Um, nursery. I was part of the drop-off. I watched them go, peace all over, hugs inside. And then they would go and they were just reminding that God can give you peace all over and gives you hugs inside and go, come up with a foundational phrase and invent your own. What does your kid need to be reminded of? What does your kid worried about particularly that they just need this phrase, this method, this thing to say that enables them to cope with the change? So whether it's whether it's a new location, a, a getting used to something, it gives them something to grab onto over and over and over again. And the fourth thing is to just give them a time to connect with God about it. You can um, give them so many wonderful things. And at the end of the day, their poor little brains and bodies are absolutely knackered from having to manage all of these things. And to let them know at the end of a hard day where you had lots of emotions that you can lay down and you can sleep in peace because God holds you as you sleep. And to just uh, give them a good bedtime where you call God close and you tell God how you felt and we show them with our fingers how many times we cried and how we feel about that and you can chat to them. So it's a, a really helpful sort of process to do. Um, so those are my suggestions of getting back into the routine is one, even though it's back in the routine for you, it may not be back in the routine for the kids and that's a massive change. Grab a Bible and surround them with stories, both biblical stories and your stories of how to handle change and, and what that's like and what their emotions can be and who God is in it. Give them some foundational phrases to hang on to and uh, help them connect with God about it. Um, I hope that's helpful. What I'm going to do is pray for you now, and I'd love to answer any comments or questions or highlight some of the good suggestions that are coming in, and uh, and then we'll we'll uh, end. So let me pray for you. Um, God, I love these people so much, and I just thank you that we have these tiny people, and we get to, we get to coach them through this change. And so, God, whether we have our kids with home with us full time and getting back into the swing of things is, is going back to um, our regular trips out to the park and things, or whether it is our kids going back full time to nursery and us back to work, God, our kids are handling huge change. And I thank you, God, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are the one they can put their feet on. You are the one who will always be with them. And God, I pray that you would open our eyes to the hearts of our children, whether they're tiny, tiny babies 
that with no words yet or whether they're four years old and looking at reception for the first time. Lord, that you would teach us about our children. You know their hearts, God. You know their fears, their worries, their emotions. I pray that you would whisper those in our ear that we may understand and know our children in a little way like you do. God, I pray that you would fill us with your creativity to come up with those phrases, to know how to help our kids encounter you, to be reminded of Bible stories as we read them, that our children may learn a pattern of change that is full of you. I pray your peace that passes all understanding upon our children and upon us as we coach them through this huge um, emerging back into a world. In Jesus' name, amen. Right. Uh, let's see some comments. Um, Penn's, uh, he's starting a school, uh, starting school book is really lovely and helpful too. Uh, and his four-year-old really liked that before starting reception. A sort of starting school book can be really helpful. And they are those out there. I think Penn's, uh, you're right, is a, is a company that has those. And it sort of helps them think through what's coming up. And family prayer journals are good too. I'm reading that as a comment. Um, write down ideas, pray what we've written, and then check up a few days later if God has helped us or whether we need to say thanks or keep on praying. I, I love that idea of, of not only chatting to God about what's on your heart, but if there are specific things that you want to see changed and you're bringing it to God and saying, God, please do this to write that down so that your kids can see that God hears them and moves in response. And it may be something that God does different. I think it's really useful when we write down, we ask God for friends. Uh, and then the next day, you know, we're like, did God give us friends? Uh, sometimes what you say is God give us friends. Um, it's so interesting. I feel more known and loved at school. And, you know, I have a couple of of potential friends or somebody saw me and laughed and, and to expand our kid's mind of how God moves. It's not just, I put in this request and he did this, but it's actually what is God doing in response to this request? Uh, because he's often doing something bigger and grander than uh, what we look at. Uh, so uh, let's see, Ooh, a question. Uh, my daughter started school last week. Congratulations. You okay? You're doing good. I just want to do a shout out for every parent who did the first school drop-off thing. Because that is, that is an emotion week. Good job. Uh, and surprising to me, she usually takes everything in her stride. Got very upset in day one. We talked about her feeling alone. And then I reminded her she wasn't alone and that Jesus is with her. So we talked about her saying that to herself and inviting him to play with her when they felt on her own when she felt on her own. The next day, she said she felt the tears come and then said, Jesus, come and play with me. And she felt better. This has helped her so much. The suggestion to talk to God about her fears at the end of the day is helpful. So thank you. That's really great. Helping your kid um, find God and know what's what I love about that story is that you recognize that she was feeling alone. You recognize what that emotion was and you brought her to God and you helped them meet about it and you gave her a tool so that she could pull God close when she needs it. That is so exciting. Isn't that a wonderful, it's like the best part of parenting. So good. So good. Thank you for sharing that. And I so appreciate you sharing that because um, it's so encouraging to know how faithful God is in the lives of our children. Uh, so I don't see any other 
uh, comments or questions coming through, but I just want to encourage you parents, you're doing a great job. Your kids are going to make it. They're going to grow and you are doing great things in the lives of your children. Think about all those stories, those memories they're going to have of their first times at school, their times at nursery where God was with them because of what you showed them and framed for them and enabled them to encounter God for themselves. So thank you very much. We'll see you next month. If you come back, have a good sleep tonight and uh, we'll talk to you later. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you.